It's time for the 30A Local Show. I guarantee Bobby didn't do any prep for this. (laughs) I'm a small talker. What locals love. Public access bathroom. Where locals see. Got any biscuits for sale in there? And other things you should know about 30A. Presented by 30A Local Properties. And turn your phone off. It's off. All right. yeah. At least vibrate. Let's do it. You have the worst ringtone on 30A. I thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It is the 30A local show. We've got Bobby is back in town. Bobby, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Refreshed and ready to rock and roll. It's good. Just a public service announcement here on the 30A local show. Uh, Bobby ran into the problem today. Uh, the 30A uh, bridge over here at Draper Lake is closed. Uh, how, how, did, how did it look today? The the, the barrier <laughs> looks good. It still says bridge closed. I got a first. I went over cool. and inspected it. Um, it closed in September. You know that. Yeah. No one. I just I saw the sign at uh, 283 that said open for business. Yeah. They even have a cop on 98 that's kind of alerting people that it's closed. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know me though. I didn't prepare. I just show up. Nose down on the phone. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You should be more aware of what's going on on 30A, Bobby. You know, you're right. You're right. It is the 30A local show. Bobby Johnson is uh, with us always. Really cool things that are coming up in November. Just kind of want to make people know that the Seeing Red Wine Festival is coming. The Mountain Film Festival is coming. These are all great times to come down here and get on 30A. The weather can't be more outstanding than it is today. If you have not been to the film festival, put it on your calendar. It is top notch. It's cool. You'll never look at watercolor. It gets better every year. It does. The first time, we went to the first one, and there was like... 20 of us sitting there freezing. You right. know, and, and we were like, what is this thing? And then we saw the, the shows, and we were just blown away. And then a- ever since then, it's just been bigger and better every year. Yeah, you'll you'll walk away from there wanting to climb mountains, uh, swim seas, and uh, stop oil companies, and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. It's cool. Stuff. We've got a really cool show today. Uh, ran into Dr. Shavers with Foundations Medical Center uh, over the summer at a music festival. And uh, Dr. Shavers, how are you? Kyle? I'm doing great. How are you? You instructed me to call you Kyle today. Well, doctor, I'm going to call him Dr. Kyle. I just, <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I'm, I think he's worked hard for that doctor. That's, that's, that's my point with you know, doctors. If they I always... was a doctor, I'd make my kids call me doctor. <laughs> well, yeah. a doctor makes me feel kind of old, and so I, I, I like to like, feel young. Like our age? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's already threatened to beat us up, so um, all right. Yeah. Uh, so so we ran into uh, Kyle, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Kyle, Dr. Kyle, at uh, one of the music festivals over the summer. Uh, we were both kind of uh, doing the dad thing, chasing our kids uh, around the, the green. I think it was over at the Hub. And we, I think we had like that kind of dude nod where you're like, yeah, we're chasing our kids, <laughs> right? And so then, uh, then we found out a little bit more about Foundations Medical Center. They're on Mac Bayou Road. That's right, over by the big hospital. And uh, first off, where are you originally from? I'm originally from North Alabama. Um, I lived, uh, grew up in Gadsden, which is a little bit northeast of Birmingham, and uh, have just steadily moved south over the years until we hit water and stopped. It's really cool, and the reason we have Dr. Shavers, Kyle, on the show today is to talk three things. Uh, we're going to talk uh, the definition of a boutique hotel. We want to know that. The incorporation of South Walton. <laughs> You're going to And uh, we want to restart this Hampton Inn thing. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it's going to be a short show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not why we're so, here. So I actually met, uh, just found out today that I met Dr. Kyle, and trans- he was on the other end of a, trans- uh, a, re- a very difficult transaction. <laughs> Um, was I was that, not the difficult one. No, he yeah. was easy. It was the the seller was a challenge, and um, he kind they kind of they were actually easy to work with. So it's, it's been a long. What was that five years ago? Maybe uh, about three, almost three, three years, years ago. ago. Yep. Okay, yeah, cool. Do you like it over there? You we like love living it. south of thirty eight? We, like we love it. Yeah, my wife. Um, we updated the house and and kind of redid everything on the inside. She did a great job, and we really enjoyed being there. So. 
one thing that I notice um, as I'm getting older is that all of my doctors are getting younger. Right. I, mean, I don't know if the, I mean, you know. So you, when did you graduate from Gadsden? When did you graduate? Um, I graduated high school in 97. 97. Uh, college yeah, in 01 so and med school in 05. Old, so yeah. tell us a little bit about what you, what you do, what, what, how your practice is uh, formatted, and I'm excited to learn about you. Sure, yeah. I'm a, a conventionally trained medical doctor. Um, my wife and I both, we met in med school, um, went to med school at UAB, and then did a uh, family medicine residency in Tuscaloosa, and I got out and started oh, um, started practicing conventional family medicine. Um, and I did that for about three years, and just became very frustrated. I um, I went into medicine originally um, to help people. You know, I mean, that's what I wanted to do with my life was um, you know really try to help people and heal them and, and make them better. And um, and I got out and started practicing, and it was a busy practice. You know, we were seeing. 25, 30 patients a day, and, and I just had no time and, um, and somewhat limited tools to really heal people. You know, I mean, I was left with um, writing prescriptions, you know, and I'm not, I'm not anti-prescription um, when, when appropriate, but that was my only answer. People would come in with problems, and my only solution was appeal, and we did that in about three minutes. Let me ask a quick question here. We have a doctor here. It's a common problem when you go to a family doctor or clinic. Those medical people that come in with uh, drugs and stuff they want you guys to push and stuff, does it really take them that long to talk to you guys about what they're offering? Because it seems like every time I have a uh, – uh, there's always somebody in the waiting room. and uh, it's uh, like A pharmaceutical rep. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, guys, get out of here. Come at 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, I mean, not, not right before the first appointment of the day. And uh, it, they're always there. Uh, yeah, I, I used to be in the medical field, and, you know, there's a time and a place. It just I know that you guys – are seeing patients. It's hard to give these guys all the attention. Yeah, different offices you know? do it differently. The way we did it is um, we would have certain times, yeah. you know, set aside, and they would kind of hang out in the drug closet. They weren't allowed out in the in the patient area where we were. They no, would have to stay back in the drug closet, and, and we would go see them. Maybe um, I had a bad doctor. She didn't care. They'd walk in with their, well, like, suitcase know, and I, vacuums and whatever they were selling the doctor. and yeah. Take them to lunch. and Yeah, yeah maybe about two you'd be, hours, three hours. You'd be sitting hours. there in the lobby just waiting. Anyways, yeah. that's not what we're talking yeah. about today. Yeah, so, Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. So right. y- you were in the traditional setting. Yes, I did conventional then, medicine and, and, like I said, just became very frustrated and um, and learned that that's not why I went into medicine. Was just to see lots of patients today, write them prescriptions for their symptoms, and and not really get to the underlying cause or, or really even make them better. And so I just quit. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I quit doing that. And um, we moved down here to the beach not long after that. And somebody that we knew down here that knew our interests and our passion said, "You guys should check out functional medicine." I'd never heard of that. I didn't know what functional medicine was, um, but I said, "Sure." So we started looking into it. I went to a conference and. Um, after a couple of lectures, realized that that's really what I wanted to do, what I felt like um, medicine should be and what I felt like, you know, I should be doing as a, as a physician. And so we started going through the training, and um, we just opened our clinic up about uh, six or eight months ago. How's it going? It's going good. It's going really good. We're, um, we're getting busier. Now, uh, is it just bit. you and your wife working in the practice? It is. She's actually not seeing patients right now. We've got two small kids, and so she's staying home with the kids, but she's helping a lot with um, the office and getting everything up and running. Um, so um, it's going good. We're getting busier. And, like, and give me an example of a day in, a patient in your comes in, um, slight elevated blood pressure, um, little family history of it. How would you approach approach that versus um, medication? Uh, yeah, you know. 
Well, our approach, our initial approach is the same with everybody. Um, we, our initial office visit takes about two hours. So it's a comprehensive history. Um, we go through all their family history, uh, modifiable lifestyle factors, diet, sleep, stress. Um, we look at genetics. And, you know, it takes us about an hour and a half to two hours to gather all that information. Um, and then depending on what specific problems they have or what they're there for, um, we'll do some type of lab work. You know, we do some conventional labs at the hospital, and then we do some functional labs as well that include saliva testing, hormone testing, stool analysis, um, things like that. And, um, and usually we spend most of that time gathering information. We initiate a few things on the front end, but most of our plan and most of our initiation of treatment is on the second visit once we get all of our information in. And then... Do you approach it from a, I mean, you say you don't prescribe, I'm sure you do prescribe if, if need be, um, but you tend to, that be kind of your last resort. I do, yeah. Well, you, you, I think you mentioned blood pressure. So if somebody was to come in and their blood pressure, you know, was really, really high, you know, 220 over 110, then sure, I'd put them on blood pressure medicine, right? I mean, they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're at risk of having a stroke if we don't. So um, we get the blood pressure down acutely. But then what we want to find out is, well, why is their blood pressure high? You know, are they, are they, you know, stressed out? Are they not sleeping? Are they smoking? Are they overweight? You know, do they have a family history? Or is it some combination of all the above? And then we, we will work with them and, and whoever else to modify the things we can modify. You know, change their diet, change their stress, work on stress management, sleep, and try to get to the underlying cause of whatever problem they're there for. So the blood pressure charts that are out there, you can Google them and everything. They, do they shift? I mean, because I, I hear there's reports that come in. It's you know, it used to be 120 over 80. I mean, it's you know, your eyesight is 2020. Is that that was like a standard? But it, yeah, the conventional it, guidelines change um, yeah. a little over time. You know, based on um, reports. You know, adverse events, heart attacks, strokes, early yeah. death, and then they look at all those and do huge meta analysis to to make their recommendations on ideal blood pressure. How much does coffee really affect blood pressure? Does it spike it? Um, the caffeine can, yeah. Caffeine yeah. can make your blood pressure I think I'm up. pretty sensitive to it. <laughs> you know, I get a, you know and, and the reason why I ask you about the blood pressure is I, I've had, you know, a little family history of it, and then I tend to, to um, have blood pressure issues, and I've had doctors in the past that have wanted to put me on medication. Um, and I've kind of waited out a little bit going, oh, no, I don't know that, you know, I, I like my body parts all working. Blood pressure, made, I mean, the blood pressure medicine made me feel like, oh, I don't feel too good. So well, I've had some success in noticing that if I keep my, this whole time when I was on this yoga retreat recently, mm-hmm. uh, my blood pressure, I took my cuff with me. It was like 120 over 70, you know? Yeah. And when I left, it was like uh, 150 over 110, well, you know? So I, I do definitely see a really strong stress connection there. Yes. And with, there, there's you know? actually some objective data, some, some studies to show the benefits of, um, of some deep breathing exercises, meditation, um, you know, yoga, Pilates, those types of stress management techniques and movement to actually lower blood pressure. Um, so, yeah, there, there's some evidence to support I, their use. I would think where we are helps a little bit. <laughs> I think I mean, it does or help, walk but, on the but beach. I also no. think that, it, you know, if you can... <laughs> You can let yourself just take things a little too seriously and get. And I have a tendency. I, I know not. I know you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know yeah. you don't. But well, stress, I, I, I guess without it, you know, if everybody was living in this little I'll tell you, bubble, I'll tell you. they wouldn't have medical issues, probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. The bubble helps, but uh, removing myself from a studio where I'm staring at walls That's and, right. and, and it feels like work. That that was the main goal of 
really reinvigorating well, you know, 30A radio because now, seriously, I'm here at Gulf Place, which we're at right now at the corner of 393 and 30A, and you're looking at the beach. I'm doing work. We're doing shows. you're in natural shows. lighting. There's we're a lot of studies light. right now that talk about lighting that can yeah. affect people's... Um, in many different ways. I'm sure you've discussed or heard about that before, Doc, yeah. right? Yeah, stress is, is huge. And we, we deal with tons of stress, stress management in our office. And I tell all of my patients um, when we get to talking about stress, I want them to make a list with two columns. One list are stressors that they cannot change. The other is stressors that they can change. The stressors that they can't change, we can't change them. We can just work on how we handle them, how we manage them, and what we're going to do about it. The ones that we can change, I start working with them to try to change those things. Like he said, get out of a cubicle, you know, find a job you enjoy. Do, if it's something that you can modify, then, then let's modify it to lower your stressors. Yeah, we've got some really cool things we just kind of wanted to bring up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably, Bobby, we can both go over these, but let's, let's just talk diet. Uh, it's probably the laziest thing that most people, uh, you know, just uh, ah, it's not going to hurt me this week, but then you do it for ten straight weeks, and you're like, eh, I'm kind of sluggish. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So how, when when you're seeing patients and uh, diet's got to be a big part of it. Diet's the biggest part. I mean, your food is the foundation, um, and I tell everybody that you know, unless until we get your food right, until we get you eating right, and get your diet dialed in, you're never going to live optimally. We can make a lot of things better. Um, but until the food is just right, you know, and you're eating things that you need to, not eating things you don't need to, you're never going to reach your potential. What's the so What's the main food item that is just? Uh, is it sodium's bad? Obviously. Oh gosh, we could, yeah, this is, we could talk about it for it weeks, but it, it can be. We can simplify it, you know, pretty easily. Eat whole foods, you know, and 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 avoid the processed if stuff. If it's not food, don't eat avoid it. Avoid sugar, yeah. you know. If it's got a long, <laughs> if it's got a long ingredient list, it's not food, you know. Um, so I tell people to try to focus on whole foods. You know, food has yeah. one ingredient. You know, an apple is food. Apple jacks is not food. <laughs> yeah, banana, bananas don't come with the you know, paragraph disclaimer on the yeah. side of the banana. Banana is food, you know. But banana is like cream pie. I, I read one time food. if there's over four ingredients, it's probably not food. <laughs> right. right. So if you, can, if you can do nothing but eliminate processed foods, eliminate sugar, and focus on a whole food diet with healthy, clean proteins, then you'll be off to a good start. So what about, you know, water? Are we... You know, I know everyone should be drinking water. Is there is there a too much amount or is there too little amount or where are you, where's your take on that? Uh, there's definitely too little. You know, a, a general guideline that I tell people is to drink roughly half your body weight in pounds in ounces of water. Yeah. So, for instance, if you weigh 200 pounds, you want to drink about 100 ounces of water a day at a baseline. This um, is an impossibility for me. <laughs> I, I've Corey done this is, math before. Hold on. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. this. Okay. Uh, anybody that knows me, I'm a, I'm a tall, big guy, and uh, I, I've actually put all that water out on the counter before. I'm like, this is what I need to drink a day. I was like, yeah. I can't do it. It can be challenging. Well, here's an interesting part, though. Um, one of my doctors, uh, um, Dr. Coetzee, who's a I don't know if you know Dr. Coetzee. I know the name. I've okay. never met him. Um, he did this urine thing with me. While we were doing some hormone levels, right? And so I had to collect my urine, and he gives me these two little jugs to, to, to then bring in the next day to the doctor's office. You'll be shocked how much goes out. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, and, not, and that doesn't count sweat or anything like that. So I yeah. think it, it probably a lot of people are just running around dehydrated. A lot of people even are really dehydrated. realizing Because they're thinking, well, I just had a glass of water. I just had, you know... Um, yeah. yeah, and chronic dehydration can cause a lot of vague symptoms. I mean, it, you know, it can contribute to fatigue, to headaches, you know, to dry skin, rashes. 
Um, and a lot of times you just get people drinking enough water and, and their symptoms improve. And, you know, that's something that's free and no side effects. So, All right, so, so let's say I drink two gallons of water today, mm-hmm. which is maybe close to what I need to. Uh, and then I don't drink enough water the next couple of days. At what point does the, the two gallons actually wear off? Like, that's not going to help me anymore. Well, it would depend on what your activity level was in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, down here in the summertime, it's hot. You know, you're sweating all the time. Yep. Um, you know, if you're exercising, you're using up more. But, you know, that really needs to be a daily yeah. a daily deal. You know, I mean, you can survive without water for about four days, but, but that's not ideal. Yeah. No, I feel it after a day or two. And <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, I don't feel good. And she's like, yes. Did you drink your water? I've got a gallon of water I drive around with all the time. So let's talk about the thing that might really get on everybody's nerves a little bit um i've witnessed this a lot on 30a um what's your take on alcohol which is what the a stands for on 30a i don't know if yeah, we Ragsdale knew that or not but uh <laughs> yeah it's that's funny you we've learned since we've moved down here there's... it's always like the exception you know what i mean like right. okay, it's actually I, it's, I a, it's right. a food group I, it's in the bible uh jesus drank right. um right. you know so I, I get away with it here we're yeah. at the beach but yeah. I see people move here, and I see a lot of times I see kind of like their life fall apart because they get caught up in it a little too much. Yes. Let, let me redirect this question a little bit. Can Bobby keep drinking alcohol and be <laughs> healthy? <laughs> yes. The short answer is yes. Um, well, yeah. It's funny. We, we do a, I do a lot of elimination diets um, where we remove certain foods out of people's diets for you know X amount of time. It helps us with, with, with various different things. And one of the things we almost always take out is alcohol. For a short period of time or, you know, two, four, six weeks, however long. And I always get the funniest look from people when I tell them that we're going to remove alcohol. They look at me and say, what do you, what do you mean we're going to remove alcohol? What about my wine? Yeah. I'm like, well, we're going to take it out of your diet. But I don't understand. What about alcohol? <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's its own kind of living, breathing thing down here. But, um, you know, my, low to moderate alcohol intake can be a part of a healthy diet. But certainly excessive drinking contributes to lots of health problems low to moderate would be defined as maybe one drink per day for women two for men see that that's just that's all right yeah a drink a drink defined as as a 12 ounce beer i was in crossfit not too long ago and the girl next to me had been in an open house drinking champagne and and it was you know four o'clock in the afternoon and i thought how in the world are you doing this yeah you know i'm ready to run outside and meet a bush and she's right. just pumping iron yeah yeah right. it definitely is an excessive down here so so something that ties into alcohol consumption uh sleep <laughs> so uh, the, how does how does sleep factor in sleep is 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 very important and most people don't realize quite how important it is is you know um poor sleep habits poor sleep hygiene you know um poor sleep quality you know, just because you lay in the bed for eight hours a night doesn't mean you're getting solid eight hours of sleep. Contributes to a whole host of medical problems. Um, I mean, anything from... I mean, they're really starting to learn more and more. And I read recently, you obviously know a lot more about this than I, but there's some possibly some Alzheimer's linking up yes. with sleep. Yes, increased risk of heart disease, of diabetes, of obesity, of high blood pressure, of Alzheimer's disease. Just the list goes on of, wow. of problems that are associated with sleep deprivation. Um, and we actually wrote a little article or a little blog on our website about, about sleep and the importance of it. Let's talk about your website so people know uh, where they can go and kind of see everything you guys do. Okay, yeah, it's uh, foundationsmedicalcenter.com. 
Um, it's kind of long, but um, we've got a good website. We've got a blog going. Um, we have a Facebook page. So there's lots of information out there. People can find out a little bit more about us, about what we do. And um, we try to keep it updated and post relevant information. Um, maybe we'll write a blog on alcohol next. There you go. <laughs> you know, real quickly, as far as insurance, you probably not don't take insurance. I guess it's probably... Um, we don't. We don't right. t- file insurance. Um, we're a cash-based practice. Um, it is a billable visit. I'm a board-certified family medicine doctor. So um, if you have commercial insurance, we will give you your codes and um, the office visit and a receipt, and you can file it to your insurer for reimbursement. Wow. I'm so glad you're here. Isn't that I mean, cool? This, yeah, a great alternative. It really We're is, excited to know? be here, man. We're fired up. We're seeing some great results already um, just in the patients we've seen. And um, I believe this really is, is the future of medicine. I mean, I, I think yeah. we're really going to get people healthier and living not necessarily longer, but definitely better. Um, so we're excited. All right. Well, so what about uh, Dr. Kyle's picks on 30A? What do you like about this place? It's a cool place. Oh, gosh. Um, well, one thing, we, we live over on Eastern Lake, and yeah. we didn't know about the lake when we were looking at the house. And so that was just like this magical bonus that we stumbled upon. So, so the coastal dune lakes are just amazing for kids. You know, we got little kids. Um, of course, the beaches and the water um, is our favorite. Get on the water? Um, yeah, uh, we get out on the water a lot. Paddleboarding and stuff? Um, yeah, I paddleboard a little bit, not as much as I want to. Um, I've got a good friend that's a competitive paddleboarder, so I'm going to have to get out a little more with him. Nice. Who's um, that? Uh, Joe Godby. Oh, I know Joe. You know Joe? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, he's a good surfer and yeah. paddleboarder. So, oh, Joe, very um, well. Just the atmosphere down here, you know, um, people are all friendly, and there's great restaurants, good places to eat. What are the kids like? Where do you like taking them out here? Uh, they love the beach, you know. Yeah. I mean, we moved down here for the beach, and after three years, I mean, we still love the beach. We would go every day if we could. How so. old are your kids? Four and six. Four and six. Good age right, right there. Well, the, we also have to ask you the ultimate question. Um, what is your favorite public bathroom along 30a when you're cruising up and down you know and you got to go you got a guy's got to go this is a serious question this is very serious we're kind of taking a poll the end of the year we're going to add this up and figure out the spot and probably put an award a little award. Can you see that, Corey? Like a little... <laughs> Hang it over the... Three A's sure. hot spot. Yeah. See, hey, that look, would be great. I started this as a joke, but he's run with it, which I love. <laughs> I, mean, I love Bobby. It, it's actually kind of has me thinking quite a bit. But you, um, give us a good answer. I actually have an answer. I'll, t- I'll tell you. If, Never, if, if you were going to pin me down, it would be the one... Um, in Seaside, the north side of 30A, kind of behind the area there where nobody oh, knows yeah. where it is. Yes. There's rarely yes. anybody in there. Well, the bulletproof and, um, glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was bulletproof glass. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, we do know where it is. That's it. And, that's uh, on the list. It's probably becoming a very popular spot. My wife this, will be embarrassed that I said that, that, because, I, that I knew, uh, that I had an answer. When you have kids, you got to know. That's right. Yeah, know know before know. they go. Yep. So, hey, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, we are going to do some tips uh, with Dr. Shavers, Kyle, uh, over the next couple months that are centered uh, around a lot of this stuff. And it's not to uh, preach. It's actually just to make you more aware of things you can do to improve your life. Uh, little itty-bitty yeah. steps here and there. So we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm super stoked to know you're out there. Man, thank you all. We're, we're here um, to help. And so uh, we're going to start making people better. Yeah, there you love go. it. Love it. Thank Check them out online. It's it. foundationsmedicalcenter.com. They're also on Facebook. And uh, real quick, you guys do a monthly kind of meet the doc. You get you do some like meet and greets where people. We do. We have a, it's called a lunch and learn. Um, and it's about an hour long um, talk. We provide some food, a little bit of lunch. And then I give a little talk on um, on some topic of the month. So we've got our last one this month. And we're going to pick back up in January. Okay. Do you ever come into offices and speak? Would you ever be interested in anything like that? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll talk about functional medicine to anybody who will listen. So great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's the 30A. 
local show presented by 30A Local Properties. We're here with Bobby at the corner of 393 and 30A, and this is what it's all about today. It's beautiful. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Need insurance for your coastal home, condo, auto, golf carts, or small business? Call Grant or Kim at Coastal Insurance today, 850-231-0042. Or find us online, coastalcoverage.com. Coastal Insurance, twice named FEMA National Flood Insurance Agency of the Year. Coastal Insurance in Seagrove, Florida.